0: But hey, we want to talk to you tonight, and I want to call this, I, I, we've got the, I'm spending the summer in this theme, as you know, and on Wednesdays and Sundays, and um, but I'm, I'm still kind of still laying some groundwork because um, there are so many things, when we talk about soul sometimes, we, we think, man, what is the soul? And so I, I want to theme this tonight, the honored guest of my soul, the honored guest of my soul and I'm not going to be reading from a text I, I am but I'm going to do it I have a different translation that I don't have on the screen for you tonight so you can remain seating but Paul wrote this uh, that I'm going to read from 1st uh, Timothy chapter 1 verses 12 through 17 and I'm going to read it and uh, and he's, he's talking about telling us the kind of man that he had been in his life and the translation I'm reading it from really opens it up really well, and that's why I'm reading it. It says, he says, I I was a blatant sinner, a blasphemer, with a foul mouth. I was an angry and violent man. I hated Christians. I regarded the resurrection they spoke about as a delusion, a fabrication, an offense. Then the risen Christ appeared to me. I was on my way to sinning more when he stopped me in my tracks. I was blinded by his glory. It was as if the day of judgment had come for me, but I was shown mercy. Mm. The grace of the Lord Jesus overflowed to me. He displayed his patience in me. He poured out his spirit upon me. So look at me as an example of what he is ready and able to do. Christ lives in me. Everybody say, "Christ Christ lives in me. If he can come to live in a man with a past like mine, then you can be sure that there is hope for you, man. I love that, isn't that rich? And so I, I want to talk to you about the honored guest of my soul, and we're in this theming of the soul uh, tonight. the Christ, I, he said, Christ is in me. Christ is in me, and that is a. This is a marvelous statement of what it means to really to be a Christian to have. Christ in you. The Son of God moves in as the honored guest in your soul. He becomes the honored guest in your soul as you become a Christian and you're born again. Think about how the Bible puts this, this moving in. We get a glimpse of that in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. When we hear the scripture, behold, I stand at the door and what? Knock. If anyone hears my voice, and what? You've got to open the door. Opens the door, I will come into him. Wait, hear that? I will come into him, and I will eat, I uh, will sup with him, and he with me. Well, this translation says, and, and opens the door, I will come into him, and eat with him, and he with me. So we get this strong feeling here from this text in revelations new testament text that he he likes to move in he likes to come in he likes to he likes to move inside he becomes the honored guest of my soul if you have the idea that christian faith is about believing in a christ from a distance you, you got to think again I, I need to shake your christian thought pattern, or paradigm that you have in your mind because that is not the way it is. Believing in a Christ from a distance, That's, that, that doesn't work. Christ says, I am knocking on the door. I am, there's a knock of your heart, and I want to come in, and when I come in, I want to eat with you, I want to, I want to settle into a, a booth with you, I want to, I want to have lunch, and I want to breakfast, and lunch, and dinner together, I want that, to, that's the relationship I want with you, I want to be the honored guest in your home, and that's why I stand here at the door. And I knock. I'm knock. I'm waiting for you to open up to let me in. And when I come in, it I change. I change everything. He is the honored guest of my soul. So my question to you tonight, and I think that when I say that, it sounds so um, uh, so some, some knowledge that you already have. And I. I can understand that as Christians, but in fact, most of tonight's message is knowledge that you already have. But when I start talking about this soul, I I need you to think with me what the power, I talked last week about the value of the soul, and it's huge in your living for God. So I want to ask this question, how is Christ present in the soul of a believer? How, How is that? How is Christ? If, we, if he wants to move in, and then and Paul talked all about, about this moving in Christ in me and all this change that came upon Paul's life, how is Christ present in the soul of a believer? Again, you could answer that before I, I teach it, but I'm still going to teach it. Christ rose from the dead in a resurrection body. He came up out of the grave in a resurrection body and then ascended into heaven. And this resurrection body that he came up in is, is a little different. And we, and we know that because the Bible says uh, there's a few pictures that we get of that. One is the disciples are meeting together in a locked room, and, and Jesus in this resurrected body walked right through the wall. He, he, didn't, he didn't, you know, he just, he walked right through. So he was in a body, but it was a resurrected body. It was, it was a different picture. I don't know that we have a true understanding of what that is. But the, the, this body, this new body, if you think that's the body that's coming to live in you and in Christ, this resurrected body or this presence of this resurrection, that's, that's not right. And, I, and, I need to, and that's, that's where we get weird doctrines out of that. And let me give you a doctrine that's weird that, that spun out of that belief that that's body is, that resurrected body is the one that we get in. We get things like uh, doctrines that come out like that when you take communion, that it's the actual blood, like it's the actual blood of Jesus. Or when you take the body, it's the actual flesh and body. Now you think, uh, have you been raised differently than that? That sounds odd to you, but people in this room, you you were raised in a, in a certain faith believing that it was the actual, no, it's a type of that, it's a type of the blood, it's a type of the body, but it's not the actual body, but it's spun out of not truly understanding what I'm about to tell you, and some of the doctrines that preach that also would probably struggle with the fact of what I'm telling you the honored guest is tonight, and so, so how is, Christ present in the soul of every believer. And this is the answer for that. Christ is present in the soul of, can be present in every single believer. And this is how that happens. It's the answer is by His Spirit. His Spirit. Jesus spoke about this to His disciples. He said, that he must go to his father, and they, they didn't really want him to go. you got to understand, he's ascended. They're so happy to have him back, and um, uh, you know they, they're so thrilled about that. They don't want him to go, but he said this in John 16 and 7. He said, it is to your advantage that I go away. I, I love this. It's a huge picture here. It's, it's, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I'm going to send you something. And what I'm going to send to you is, who is this Helper? The answer is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that Helper that comes to us. Aren't you glad for the power of the Spirit tonight? I, I, I'd like to say, and I and I speak this in a uh, I, I know you I know you believe this, but I'd like to say it. Aren't you glad you go to a spirit filled believing church? Amen. Uh, you, don't, you, don't have to, you, you don't have to come to me to get forgiveness of your sins. Come on now. You can go straight, you have an advocate. You have an advocate. All right, let me, stay on, let me stay on track here. So, Jesus said in John 14, 16 through 7, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. You know Him, for He dwells with you, but listen to this, and He will be in you. He becomes the honored guest. He, he, he's saying, There's a reason I've got to go away. It's going to be an advantage to you because when I go away, I'm sending you something that's not going to just be around you. I'm going to be in you. Now, I'm teaching this tonight because last week, again, I talked about the value of your soul. When you get the understanding or the revelation of what is really inside your soul, it's going to cause you to want to make sure that you do soul care better. Does that make sense? When you realize what's, what's residing in the house, it makes you want to take better care of your soul. The Holy Spirit is referred to in the Bible as in, a, in a number of different ways. We heard it as a helper a few minutes ago. It's referred to as the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit spirit of truth or simply just the spirit sometimes we hear holy ghost there's different things and one passage uh, that i want to read to you it's it's said in three different ways three different times it's it's mentioned here it says you how romans 8 9 you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit there it's it's mentioned there and it's just as spirit if, in fact, the Spirit of God, it's, it's, here is Spirit of God, dwells in you, one, in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ, all, all these are the same, but he's mentioning it in different ways, does not belong to him. This is like a really big deal. He's saying, like, if you don't have this honored guest in your house, you don't, you don't belong to me. And so, but we, we get the, the mention of this, three different times, three different ways, here's the great reality that stands at the center of the Christian faith, and that is uh, the Christian life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was born in the manger, who died on the cross and rose from the dead, can live by His Spirit in the soul of every Christian believer. Amen. Amen. Even if you're not filled with the Spirit tonight, I want to convince you to the fact through the power of scripture that you can be filled with the Spirit. Amen. You can, and, and at least the Spirit-filled folks, please say amen. Come on, somebody. You can be a, a testify of that fact. The great, this great truth is written all throughout the New Testament. We're trying to find out what resides in the soul. Listen to this, Galatians 2:20. Christ lives in me how, how does he do that it's not remember i went it's not that resurrected body that's not what christ lives in me it's his spirit he lives in you through his spirit first corinthians six nineteen says your body is a what temple of the what holy spirit it's the only place where we see anything get temple status temple in the Old Testament was the place where the presence of the Lord resided it, it was the holy place but in the New Testament he gives your body temple status and said living inside that temple and the holies of holies is the spirit of God man I hope want to fire you up a little bit tonight when you realize what's inside of you how about Colossians 1 Christ in you the hope of glory. A, a, a spirit-filled Christian really should never say, "I've lost all hope." You've never lost all hope. Christ in you, He's living in you. The hope, the hope of glory. The problem. Uh, let, let me let me talk about a problem. I, I, that sounds negative, but. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just trying to get on the soapbox with what I'm about to say. But there's a problem here, and and this sounds like I'm I'm, I'm taking a turn, but I'm going somewhere. But any, stay with me close here. Don't read anything I'm I'm about to say, but I, I, I do mean what I'm about to say. Any teaching on holiness, which is beautiful, but but any teaching on holiness which puts the main emphasis on the christian on 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 the christian's duty turns sanctification into a matter of self-effort are are y'all with me so far and it's a work that is dependent on ourselves and so If that were the case, then the gospel wouldn't be good news because grace would fall into second place and our works would be put before the grace of God. And that's not good news. When you're depending on me, trust me, that's not good news. When we're depending on you, that's not good news. Are you with me? Now, there's a reason I'm going there, a message that is simply a call to a more disciplined moral life. Do we believe in a moral life? Absolutely. Do we want to have discipline in our life? Absolutely. But a message that is simply a call to a more disciplined and a moral life will never bring significant or lasting change in your life. It may change the outside of the man. It may change what you look like. And churches across the nation of every brand are full of this. This is not just one brand. It's it's kind of something born out of religion, and and, and religion is, you know, I I don't want to go into all that. But anyway, (laughs) but what I'm trying to tell you is, is we have supplemented what the Spirit does in our life by our own Christian duties and the bad thing is we're filled with Christian duties and we have lost the being filled with the spirit we're no longer reliant on the spirit we're relying on well I can do this two or three things four or five six seven thing whatever it is in your life get that intact and I don't even need the spirit anymore Okay, all right. And so something happened in, in in history of the church. So we had this that was strong. This is not a new thing. This was old, old thing. And we had this this if you if you look, go back in church history, there started being a, a, an awakening. And you'll get names if you if you remember studying because way back when we, when we went to school. We would study sometimes Christian history and stuff like that. And so you may remember names like George Whitfield, Or you may remember names like John and Charles Wesley. These are men that came along and started preaching uh, uh, about the, the power of, of this Christ and the necessity of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the new birth experience, and there was this remarkable awakening in Britain. I mean, there was this, this, it turned the church that had gotten so Christian duty and works focused that there was an awakening when they began to preach the necessity of the Holy Spirit and the new birth experience. And these men, you've you've heard of the great awakening and all these things. And it so rocked Europe, and it was an awakening in Europe, that it started coming over into America. And then we get things like in North America, we get Azusa Street. And we get the birth of the infilling of the Spirit in North America. And by the way, we're, you know, there's this old song, you probably never heard it, Children of Azusa Street. We're kind of in North America, we're kind of children of Azusa Street because there was this outbreak, of revival that happened on Azusa Street in California and it started spreading across North America. And you, if you're a spirit-filled Christian, are kind of a remnant of that in North America. But there was this awakening. And so we got back at that time to the point where the honored guest in my soul was the spirit. And then now, I shouldn't say this in a blanket way, but it's we've kind of are started in the church. I'm not talking about just. I'm not talking about this church. I'm just talking about religion. We've morphed back into the un changing the things that don't change your life like christian duties. And it what got the church in a mess and I believe I honest to God believe there is an awakening and again in the north american church of the spirit coming back being the honored guest in the home and that what the spirit that the spirit will convict me it will touch me it will speak to me that when I'm stepping out of order it will give me direction are you with me anybody that that's why I believe that's why I I, I've been I've been trying to scream this stuff for 21 years and and I I, some people got it some people didn't but I'm here to tell you it's a revelation not it's not a new revelation it's a revelation that's ancient but it's a revelation that the Spirit, and, and, and what made me so mad, Holy Ghost mad, that's trying to sanctify my anger is when people tell me that I don't believe in the Spirit. I'm saying, I, bro, I'm going to tell you what, I believe in the Spirit. I'm like Paul, I speak in tongues more than all of you. That's what Paul said. I, I don't, I don't want to be that strong, but I'm going to tell you this. I believe in the Spirit so much that I am desiring for the church to get back to the trueness of the Spirit and not dependent on yourself and mine. Man, I, I hope I hope this makes sense to you tonight. Is this making sense to anybody? I hope so. I needed that affirmation. So, so people were started being converted, and, and Christ came to dwell in their hearts through His Spirit, and now people ex- experience new life, new joy, new peace, new power—all the things that accompany the Spirit. They just come along with the package. Have have you? I gotta get off. This, but have you noticed we? through time, have slipped away from spirit-filled Christians having the joy and power and all these things that just are come Because we're going back to, I don't even need that anymore. Are, are you with me? I, I, if I get all of these Christian duties together, Even the I'm on, I i should not say this because but but I am. Even the Christian duties of of giving, tithing. There's people that tithe their head off. And churches across America, that are no more living for God than a man on the moon. No more dependent upon the Spirit than a man on the moon. There's churches building massive cathedrals out there that that the Spirit is nowhere in the even close. I'm glad that's not on Facebook. <laughs> so can you see that, that that if the Spirit of Jesus Christ were to live as the honored guest in your soul, if, if you valued that, and I believe you do, but if you valued that and you made him the honored guest in your soul to dwell in your mind, to dwell in your heart, to settle down in your... Desires, and in your conscious, and even in your, even in your memories. If that were to happen, it would be entirely different from doing your best to be a good Christian. It's a totally different mindset, totally different thought process. Because I can strive, 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 and never. It, but it, when I make. The Spirit, the honored guest. I don't have to get a list to live for God. Are you with me on that? I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I don't have to get a list to live for God. I live by the Spirit. He convicts my soul. He may convict me completely different than he convicts you because you don't have anything that the Spirit knows you may may not be struggling with that. But he may convict me of things, and and don't you judge me on the things that he convicts out of me, and I don't judge you on the things he convicts out of you, and we live in the unity of the Spirit. Till Christ come back for his church. So I, I really hope, I hope there's an awakening here. I hope there's an awakening to what it really means to be a Christian and, and that you will not rest until you say with clarity and joy, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, <laughs> but, but Christ in me. Christ in me. I, 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 the old man is dead dead and there's a new man alive it's christ in me and he controls this temple this is what this beautiful promise means to all of us I, i've got a lot a lot to talk about here we got to move on y'all keep slowing me down so this is what this beautiful promise means to us if you're taking notes, if you have your, your uh, devotion, there's a place for notes. and uh, you, Write these down if you, remember, if, if you can. The, the Christian, this is what this beautiful promise, this promise of the Spirit means to us. Number one, the Christian, <laughs> I said this a little earlier and I jumped ahead, this is never truly alone. You are never alone. Never. If you're in Christ and Christ is in you, he is with you wherever you go. He's with you wherever you go. At your lowest moment, when you feel isolated, when you feel abandoned, when you feel all alone, you can say, like Psalm 16 and 8, when you get this principle... The Lord is at my right hand, therefore I will not be shaken. He's with me every, you got, I, and I, I say this with, with respect, but you got big daddy with you. You've got big daddy, and you're never alone. There's a prayer that we often pray, and and I and. and, 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 and and I hope this is a revelatory thing for you about what I'm about to say here, because I, I think it can be and change our prayers a bit. But there's a prayer that we often pray. It's somewhat, it's somewhat redundant. And we we pray these prayers, the Lord, a lot. And I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna use a random name. So if it's if you're this, I'm, I'm not picking on you. Lord, Mary's sick. Mary is sick. Please be with her. Lord. Jim is undergoing the greatest trial. Will you please be with old Jim? I prayed those prayers. Anybody else prayed those kind of prayers? Just, it, it, it's not a trick question. My hands up. I prayed that many times, and I'm sure you have. But I got a new prayer for you tonight. Everybody say, New prayer. New prayer. Based on the revelation of the honored guest in my soul, new prayer. I'm going to pray for Mary and Jim again, but we're going to pray for it a different way. Listen closely. Lord, help Mary and Jim be aware of the presence of Christ as they move through this time of trial. (laughs) Did y'all catch it? He's already with you. The prayer for Christ to be with us a Christian in trouble is a prayer that's already been answered. So you're praying a prayer that's already, Lord, be with Mary. He said, I'm here already. Nobody recognizing me. Nobody noticing me. I'm already at the hospital with you. I'm already in this car with you. I'm already in this trouble with you. I'm already here. Appreciate you thinking about me, but what I need you to pray is, Lord, Lord, make them aware of your presence. Let them be sensitive and aware of your presence. I want you to place your hand on the person around you. Would you do that? And your, your friend that you're laying your hand on, if they're not your friend, they are now because you got your hand on them. <laughs> I, I, want you, I want you to close your eyes. Would you do this? Just close your eyes. You don't know their need, or maybe you do. But if you do, uh, if you do know their need, you can get specific. But if you don't, just, just Lord, help my friend to be aware of your presence and your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Whew. He's here. I, I got, a Bible says where two or three are gathered together. If you pray real hard and fast real hard, I believe in fasting, I've been praying. But he's going to show up. No, no. If you just get two or three Christians and got the spirit up in them, he said, I'm up in the house. I'm there. What you go, What you want? Now, I just need everybody else to get aware <laughs> I just need to, do you, can you even fathom what we would, what the faith building in this house tonight on a Wednesday night when Watermelon's waiting on you. Can you imagine the rise of faith if we get the concept of the honored guest is the spirit and it's so in this room that the spirit is so strong, strong in this room that it's, it's that anything is possible, Pastor Cody said it earlier. Anything is possible, but the power of God is in the room. Ooh, if, if you be, if you just believe that, would you throw your hands up and love on him? Would you do that? Just just love on him a minute. Just it, it's a new prayer, Lord. Hallelujah! 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 Let me, let, me, let me finish. When you know that Christ lives in you, then you can say things like David did. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You can say with Paul, you can say things like this in Romans 8, 31. If God be for me, you want to come against me? Who can be against me if God be for me? You, 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 can, think, you can say things like John said. Greater is he, which, right? Greater is he who is in me than, than he's in, Greater is he that is what? in me than he that is in the world. Is that, that what's in you? What's in you? The Spirit. That's why we talk and we emphasize the infilling of the Spirit so much in this church that it might get on your nerves. That's why we end freedom with saying, "Hey, we we've emptied out now. We want to be filled with the Spirit." That's why that's why you hear it a lot in this in our songs and what we do. Why? It's a big deal because if we can get you full of the Spirit and then don't wander away from it with Christian works, but focus on Him and let Him do the work you're going to be a changed man and a woman <laughs> i'm having fun tonight all right so next is number two christ knows directly all that you face and feel and fear he knows all about it he's he's, he's got this he knows about it. christ has a real-time awareness. it's his spirit inside of it has a real-time awareness of every trial and every temptation that you face, it's got a real time. It's, it's there. Some, some of you have told me that you enjoyed watching Downton Abbey. And some of y'all have told me you enjoy watching Downtown Abbey. It's not Downtown Abbey, it's Downton Abbey. I just want to say that. But you, you, you've told me you like watching that, and, and it's an old english drama from the early 20th century and it's in this big old stately home if you're not familiar with it and where the servants live and eat and work downstairs while the uh the 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 wealthy family while the earl and the wealthy family live upstairs and enjoy their stately home upstairs and we're talking these homes are you know massive and when there's one distinguishing feature of the house is that they have which was common in that day which was a system of little bells and the little bells would be in every room and it was on a cord uh, a rope per se in every room and if the these wealthy people, these uh, you know, steamed people in that time, had any kind of need, no matter what room they were in the house, these homes were so big that uh, that it required this. If they if they wanted really good service, that they would just re- and no matter where you're at, you just reach up and you, hey hey, I want a cup of coffee, and you just put the rope right there in your room. Is there any possible way I could do that? She just wiped that one out. Okay. And uh, thanks for clarifying it though. I just, but you put, and they they bring you a cup of coffee. They know exactly what room you are. It rings in the kitchen. It rings a bell in the kitchen and they say, you know, so-and-so needs something in this particular room and Boom, they bring that meal or the, what, whatever it is, they bring it to that, that spot, that place, the bell, the system of the bells. And it, ri- it rings downstairs. It rings downstairs in the kitchen. They're upstairs, but it rings downstairs in the, in the kitchen, and so they get immediate response. And, but here's something that's, that's really, really wonderful, and this is why I said all of that. Christ has installed a bell system. that connects your heart with heaven. But the bell system is in reverse because the bell rings in heaven. It is a bell system in which the servants ring for the help of the master. Ring for the help of the master and this is this is so neat to think about because the Spirit of Christ lives in your heart and the f- Spirit feels, listen closely, feels the approach of a trial. It feels the approach of a temptation and pulls the cord and rings the bell in heaven. And instead of the servants... Helping the master, the master helps the servants. And when that bell is rung, and the spirit—the Bible says—we the spirit prays through us things that we don't even understand. When we don't even know what to pray, the spirit prays through us. Isn't that, isn't that amazing, y'all? We've got to activate activate all this stuff, and and it prays through us. It, what's going on? And it's ringing the bell. It's ringing the bell and the master says, "Hey, I'm here for you. I, I already know what you need. I'm here for you. if you will just be aware that I'm here, Christ, Christ doesn't roll his eyes when the bell rings and go, "Here they go again. They go again. They, they, they got it sounds like a bell choir down there. They always ring in the bell. No, that's what we think about God. He's going, no." We have a high priest who is able to sympathize with all of our weaknesses, and he goes, "I ask my kids, man, the Spirit doing its job, job descriptions working. I'm moving in, I'm moving in. Do you recognize me? Here I am. What do you need? Got a trial? You're not alone. Got a need?" Ask what you will and it shall be given. I'm here. Pray my will in this situation. I'm here. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here, right now in this place. Need need help in your business? Need help in that? The Spirit recognizes it's already there for you. Just be aware of it. Step into it. Lean into it. And just say, Lord, do your will. Walk this out, Lord, I, I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you honor where honor is due. God, I'm going to thank you, I'm going to praise you all the day long. Amen. Oh, I, 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 well why, why does he why does he know about the bell system? <laughs> oh, y'all gonna like this, y'all ready? y'all, gonna re- y'all hear the bell? That's the bell. Listen to this. You know why he knows about this? (laughs) He's been downstairs. He was tempted and tried in every way like you. He knows what it means to be downstairs. So he walked that out so that he could send his spirit back to you (laughs) say I know I've been there and I'm going to coach you and walk you through this if you'll just lean into me (sighs) would you just stand with me and love him just love him everything you're facing you're feeling you're fearing Would you let your spirit just raise up and ring the bell of heaven tonight? Come on, let's just, we got, I know it's 8.03 and we've only been here an hour and three minutes. That's, That's a good night already, but I think it'd be better if we just let the spirit just move in this house right now. Would you just, would you just, come on, reach, reach strong to him, reach strong to him. I need thee, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Holy Father, we love you tonight. We praise you tonight. We thank you tonight. We worship you tonight. Hallelujah! Would you would you let your your mouth be, uh, be the, the the music in this house here right now? Just a, a mouth of worship and praise. Oh, I love you, Father. Come on, that's beautiful. I know maybe you were raised being quiet at church, quiet at church, and I respect that. But would you just for a minute just open your mouth and just would just speak to him i love you jesus i worship you lord i i I, make make me more aware of your spirit make me more aware of your presence come on would you just lift your voice just a minute i I i want this church to just experience this just a minute just if you don't know what to say just just like a best friend just just talk to him for a minute just i need you jesus i love you jesus I thank you for your presence. Would you just say that out loud? Would you just say that? I thank you for your presence. Ready? One, two, three, come on. I thank you for your presence. That's what I'm talking about, opening that mouth. I thank you for your presence. Lord, I'm aware of your presence right now. I'm aware of your presence right now. Come on, I'm leading you in. If you don't know what I'm doing right now, I'm leading you into the presence of the Lord with the best of my abilities. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. All across this room, all across this room, I, 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 I hunger and thirst for all of you tonight. Beautiful, beautiful. One more time, when you reach your hands to heaven and we love your Savior, would you do that tonight? There's a holy, holy, holy presence of the Lord. There's a holy presence. Lord, we're aware of your presence tonight. We're aware of your presence tonight. God, there are people in this room that need healing tonight. Your presence is here, God. God, it's, it's worth it for us to stay a few extra minutes to see somebody healed tonight. It's worth it all right to stay an extra few minutes to see somebody filled with the Spirit tonight, Lord. See somebody healed, see somebody transformed, a life to change. You're you're in this room tonight, Lord. You're in this room tonight, Lord. We're aware of your presence. We're aware of your presence. We're aware of your presence, Lord. Your presence is here. We're aware of you. We feel you. We know you're here, God. We know you're here tonight. If you do not feel with the Spirit, would you just ask the Lord to come in and fill your life with the Spirit of the Lord? Uh, Lord, fill us with the Spirit of the Lord. It can be on a night just like tonight, God, that you feel people in this room. His Spirit is here tonight. Would you just give that, His Spirit, a big old hand clap for being in the house? I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You're welcome. You're always welcome in this house. Always welcome in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Man, that feels good, doesn't it? The spirit in the presence of the Lord and it's rich and it's powerful and it's, what, it's what, what the church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be all up in the church and it is in this house and I thank you for it. God bless you so much. Uh, don't forget your, uh, your uh, studies, your devotionals as you go out. They're only four bucks. uh grab you one of those. We're going to start those. You can take notes on them Sunday or you may want to put the notes from tonight in there. But we're going to actually, it actually starts Monday morning. Join up with us in six weeks devotion. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Go eat you some good old watermelon tonight. Thanks for being in the house of the Lord.